Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and you are once again listening to the Fantasy Freestyle right here. So many places, okay? We are live right now on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on so many things that I don't even know about. But if you just want to hear me because you don't like this Puerto Rican face in your mug, you could also download it on iTunes and everywhere you get your podcasts. And we will be here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery down there on the fourth floor. He's on the ones and twos making it so hot that we sweat steam so we could blow up like a Samsung 7. My people, it has been a couple of weeks, but I am back to talk to the stats over beat Cypher. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Okay, yeah, the football season is over, but the football season is 12 months a year. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some of the big things that have already happened. Ahem, Alex. Smith to the Washington football team. We're going to get into that. We're also going to give you some of my thoughts on what to look for in fantasy football. Let's say you're in some dynasty leagues. It keeps on going. We're going to get into that. Also today, yeah, it's Mardi Gras. I don't have my beads yet, but if someone wants to hit me up on Twitter with a little gif of some beads, I will take that as well. I will even show You know what I'm talking about. But on Major League Baseball, we got to get into this as well because pitchers and catchers are reporting this week. And so I'm going to get into, you know, uh, we're going to start doing division by division previews. I'm going to start to let you know who you need to rely on, who you need to throw a couple of shekels on if you want to win a little bit of cash in the Major League Baseball season. I'm also going to talk about the business of baseball and why... There are so many free agents still left unsigned. I have a couple of theories about that. We're going to talk about this Major League Baseball Players Association spring training that is going to happen. And then, as always, towards the end of the show with my boy Danny Otto, we are going to put the fun in functional sports news. I got a couple of things I want to get after you with. And also, we will hear from the Stats Over Beat Cypher because it is the fantasy freestyle. So, you know, your boy speeds. We can talk about anything. We also have a poll up on Twitter. If you want to holler at me, you can at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. The poll today is if you were an unsigned Major League Baseball free agent and there's like 90 of you out there. I see you out there. You're probably listening to Spittin' Speeds right now because you're not, you know, you're not at spring training yet. Would you risk injury 
And would you go out there to this uh, Major League Baseball Players Association spring training that they're holding? You know, to kind of stay in baseball shape, to have the camaraderie of the crew, maybe to get noticed by one of these teams that you're negotiating with. But here's the only problem. What happens if, uh, you know, you tweak an elbow? You bust an Achilles. You don't have a contract. So that's my question. Would you go to this spring training? Would you risk injury? Would you get that exposure? Yes or no? Let me know about that. We'll check in on that later on in the show. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to start with football because, as you know, football is king. And I helped y'all win your leagues and win that cash all throughout the football season with the hashtag StatsOverBeatCypher. So let's get into some of this news, okay? Let's start at the running back position. DeMarco Murray is going to get cut by the Tennessee Titans, okay? The Titans are likely to cut DeMarco Murray, and you can add then his name into the free agent kind of merry-go-round at the running back position. I'm talking about DeMarco Murray. What about Carlos Hyde? I think Jarek McKinnon will be there as well. What about Deion Lewis, Isaiah Crowell? These are all running backs where, honestly, if you're in a dynasty league, you need to check out where they land. They may be in much better opportunities for themselves. Think about a guy like Deion Lewis, for example. I've been saying for months that trying to predict the New England Patriots running back situation is a fool's errand, right? Because you got Burkhead there. You got James White there. You have Mike Gillisley there who continues to vulture touchdowns. Maybe Deion Lewis goes somewhere else where he could be paired with one kind of between the tackles back and really pop off. For example, what if he wound up in Oakland? That would be interesting. Right, So you got to keep your eyes out for that. Those are some names at the running back position. Let's get into the wide receiver position. My man Larry Fitzmagic, Larry Fitzgerald, continues to say he needs more time to decide. We're supposed to get an answer for him this week, but I'm going to tell you the truth. If I was Larry Fitzgerald, I'd walk away. Okay, you got a new coach you got to deal with. You're going to have a new quarterback to deal with. Do you really want to be part of a rebuild with the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West? I don't think so. The Rams are ascending. The 49ers ascending. Seattle still there. If you're Larry Fitzgerald, why would you continue to toil and risk, you know, your CTE and all that good brain injury stuff when you're going to be at the bottom of the division anyway? That's why your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, thinks that Larry Fitzgerald is about to walk away. And you will hear about that this week in my humble opinion. But there's other wide receivers out there besides Fitzy. Okay, what about? AR-15, Allen Robinson, he could be a huge addition for someone on the outside. What about Terrell Pryor, Mike Wallace, Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, Yaman, Yaman Kreef, you know, he could be out there as well. There's going to be a lot of movement, and we will keep our eyes on it. Free agency will start next month in the NFL. I believe the league New Year starts around March like 8th or 9th, something in that area, and you are going to start to see free agents get signed left and right, and that will lay the groundwork for what teams need in the NFL draft in late April. We talk about the running backs that are out there. We talk about the wide receivers that are out there. Let's talk tight ends for a hot second as well. And the news in the tight end world is a little bit different. It's not like, oh, these guys are getting cut. Check this out. There's a couple of tight ends 
that are uh, considering retirement. And I think this is very, very interesting, okay? In Houston with the Texans, C.J. Fedorowicz admits that he is considering retirement. In Philadelphia with the world champion Philly Philly Eagles, and anybody who listens to the Stats Overbeat Cypher with your boy Speeds on the Fantasy Freestyle knows that I was on the Eagles from jump. You can go and check if you're, uh, you know, subscribed to the podcast. Go check the August 9th edition of the Fantasy Freestyle where your man Speeds the Spitting Statistician says that the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East, will be in the NFC Championship game. I was early with it like nobody else in the industry, but that's what I do. I call my shots. Brent Selleck on the Philadelphia Eagles is also considering retirement. And then unless you have been living under a rock, you know that New England Patriots all-world tight end Rob Gronkowski is also considering retirement. Let me tell you something. I think this is real. Okay, he had that concussion. He got jacked up in the AFC Championship game by the cat scratch fever, and I think that affected him. But here's the thing. Unlike most of these other players who get knocked around, my man Gronk, he can go be a he can go be a sponsor. He can go be an actor. He can go do a lot of other things to get him that same cheddar that he's doing right now, getting his clock cleaned on a week-in, week-out basis. This is a man who has had not one, not two, but three back surgeries. This man is only 27, 28 years old. He still wants to, you know, do a little dancing with the stars. He still wants to have his singles cruise. I call it the SSX, the C, but that's besides the point. So a lot of tight ends are considering, you know, moving away from this game and I don't blame them. The tight end position, you're doing a lot of the blocking, the, the car crashes that happen on literally every single play. And what you're also doing is you're going over the middle. A guy like Gronk has a target on his back. Everybody is trying to be the guy that knocks out Gronkowski. Okay, so that's what's happened in the tight end world. Okay, in the coaching world. Let's catch you up right here on the Fantasy Freestyle because a lot of my people on Stats Over Beat Cypher have not heard from the spitting statistician in a while. The biggest thing, I think this is absolutely crazy. Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, it was like a fait accompli. I was telling you guys during the during the playoffs that Matt Patricia will wind up being the coach in Detroit and that Josh McDaniels will wind up being the coach in Indianapolis. Well, Patricia is over there with my man Jim Bob Cooter in Detroit now. But Josh McDaniels decided to have a little bit of a change of heart. Do you guys remember maybe that uh, there was an old game show where like a date, a couple that was having issues, they would go out on dates with other people and your choice was to like stay together or have a change of heart. Well, Josh McDaniels had a change of heart. I don't know why rumors are that Bob Kraft pretty much uh, sweetened the deal through a little a couple of extra zeros on that paycheck. There's also the question of he is now, in essence, the uh, the head coach in waiting, the 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 su- successor to Bill Belichick. Whether that is the case or not, Josh McDaniels. I'm going to tell you why I don't like his move. Not only did he piss off the Colts, but he pissed off 30 other teams in the NFL. What team is going to you know sign this guy now, even down the road? After he showed that he had cold feet with a different organization, okay? I think Josh McDaniels defecated the mattress on this one and completely rendered himself useless for any team that is not the New England Patriots. So he better be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick up there in New England. Let me tell you 
Two other things that are kind of ripple effects from this decision, this cold feet by Josh McDaniels. One, homeboy had his defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and other position coaches in place. They were in the building in Indianapolis working, prepping, prepping for free agency and the draft, getting ready. They left other jobs to go work for McDaniels in Indianapolis. And now he left them at the altar. What are these guys going to do? When the new head coach comes in, and he has come in, and it is former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich. You may know him. I know my boy Gabe Morency knows him from his days up there with the Bills Mafia as a backup quarterback. The quarterback who led one of the greatest comebacks of all time in the playoffs against the Houston Oilers. I believe that was in 1993, coming back from a huge deficit in a big-time win in the playoffs. This is the guy that is now going to be the head coach of Indianapolis. But he's, he's inheriting now McDaniel's coaches. Does he want that? I don't know. But if you're a coach who left another job to become, you know, the linebacker's coach for the Colts, now all of a sudden you're left holding the bag and you're going to have a different, you know, a different supervisor, a different head coach. That is one thing that I think he did, he did his assistant coaches dirty. Here's the other thing. Check this out. His agent. His agent is a guy named Bob Lamonte. He dropped him. He's not representing him anymore. Because check this out. If you're the agent, you can't rep this guy. You can't rep this guy anymore because you know he's a poison pill to most of the NFL teams. You have to get distance from that. And so he dropped him. He also represents the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, so he apparently made his choice. But when we talk about head coaching news, that is the biggest one, and obviously more coordinators are going to get filled when I'm back next time, and there are going to be so many ways you can hear spitting speeds, okay? I'm going to talk about all those a little bit later on in the show, but that is the biggest news out of the uh, the head coaching. And then let's go to the quarterbacks. There are two things we got to get into as it, as it comes to uh, quarterback news here in the NFL. The first is, oh my goodness, my man, the analyst, Chris Ventra, is going to be so happy because his boy, Jimmy GQ, Jimmy Jesus, Jimmy Garoppolo, is a rich man. Is a rich man. My man, Jimmy Garoppolo, signed a five-year, $137 million contract. Yeah, it's front-loaded. He's going to make $43 million in his first year. But check this out. I thought this was interesting. And it's up on my Twitter if you want to check that out, at Spittin' Speeds. Um, Jimmy G in this contract, $137 million. Get this. Tom Brady, in his first 14 seasons in the NFL, made $135 million. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make more in these next five years than all the avocados, all the Uggs, and all the money Giselle had for that family. So that's one thing. And Jimmy Garoppolo, listen, he went 5-0, and had that passer rating, really hurt people with their 49ers over-under season win total bets, if you want to know the truth. But they're looking like, they're looking like a team on the rise. They also have a ton of money to spend. So when you talk about a guy like, oh, Allen Robinson, perhaps could be a nice little target for him if any of these guys wind up in san francisco with jimmy garoppolo i like that as an improvement think about it what if you know mike wallace becomes his deep threat what if dante moncrief gets out of indianapolis to become the second or third wide receiver there remember you got pierre garcon remember marquise goodwin had great chemistry with jimmy garops 
at the end of the season. And don't forget about my man, if my man Mike Florio's down there in the pit of misery. He knows who I'm talking about. I'm talking about tight end George Kittle, who's going to be a second-year player. That might be an interesting little dynasty stash. You may have had him on your bench at the end of the year, right? You may have had him on your bench. You may have had a guy like Trey Burton on your bench after the Zach Ertz injury at the end of the year. He is going to be a free agent as well. Generally speaking, in dynasty leagues, what you need to do is see who are going to be these free agents because their situation may change. Trey Burton is a great example of that. Allen Robinson, a great example of that. Jarek McKinnon, a great example of that. If he stays in Minnesota, he's going to have Dalvin Cook coming back. He's still going to have Latarius Murray ahead of him. If he winds up going somewhere else where he could be the pass-catching guy, the third-down guy, his value tremendously improves. All right, we talked about Jimmy Garops. The other quarterback situation we have to talk about is obviously this big trade that went down. So it's interesting because, you know, last time I was here live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I talked about how Alex Smith said he wants to stay in Kansas City. He wants to then be with a playoff contender. And then lo and behold, the next day he gets moved to the Washington football team for Kendall Fuller and a third round pick. I don't understand this deal. Y'all need to help me. Danny, down in the stats over beat cipher down there on the live YouTube chat, find out if people get this trade because I think that the Washington football team I don't know what they are really doing they traded a guy Kirk Cousins who they were kicking the can down the road franchising him giving him 24 million dollars a year and check this out Kirk Cousins is a 29 year old with a career quarterback rating of 93.7 Alex Smith is a 33 year old with a career passer rating of 87.4. Yet, they decided that it was all good to sign Alex Smith to a four-year, $94 million extension. Why is Smith worth the money and Kirk Cousins not? I think the situation just got too rancorous, got too politicized there, and they just had to move on. And so, for that, I think it's all good. You know, I think Alex Smith will be serviceable there. But as Alex Smith said, he wanted a playoff contender. I'm not so sure that the Washington football team is a playoff contender. Here's what I'll say, though, because y'all got to look at it in terms of improvements or drop offs for the people around them. Right. And in Washington, I think this is very interesting. As you know, Alex Smith is a guy with like a very low depth of target yards per attempt. He is the dink and dunk king. Right. The check down man. So think about Chris Thompson, though. Think about Chris Thompson, who had a sick year until tearing some ligaments, right? In about week 10 or 11, whenever that was. I think Chris Thompson is in line, especially in PPR leagues, to do even better because Alex Smith don't throw the ball down the field. But here's the other guy that I think it really, really helps. I think it really, really helps Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder as a slot guy, he's your like two-way go kind of guy. He's going to be doing those crossing routes. He is a guy who I think will quickly become the favorite target of Alex Smith. I think a guy like Josh Dotson, who's supposed to be the ex-wide receiver down the, you know, down the field, not going to do so well for him. On the other side, left in Kansas City, You have my man, Patty Mahomes. I think Patty Mahomes is going to be a breakout stud. Yeah, I'm telling you this like seven months before football season starts. You are going to hear a lot about this. Remember the name. 
Patrick Mahomes. This kid is the prototypical gunslinger. They compare him to guys like Brett Favre. This is a guy who's going to push it down the field. He has some mobility as well. So you know who that looks good for? That looks good for my man Tyreek Hill. No one can stretch the defense like Tyreek Hill. This is a guy, this is like a younger version of Deshaun Jackson, right? And now that you have Mahomes, who's going to throw the ball down the field, I think this really opens that up for a guy like Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill benefits. Jamison Crowder benefits. I think Chris Thompson benefits as well. All right, so that's the thing. But then the question is, what about Kirk Cousins? Where does he wind up? I'm going to give you a couple of opportunities, okay? One is if Cleveland just wants to break the bank. If the Browns, who have like the most cap money of anybody, says, you know what? Yeah, Kirk. We'll give you $30 million a year. Come on down. I defy him to say no. Even though, you know, he'll be with a team that's 1-31 in their last two seasons, right? But that's an option. That's an option. And I think if they make Kirk Cousins, you know, uh, an offer he can't refuse, I think they still draft the quarterback with one of their top four picks. What about the Jets? What about the Jets? What about the New York Jets? And here's the interesting connection there. Jeremy Bates, the offensive coordinator there, he's one of these Kyle Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay disciples, right? So maybe he Cousins feels like, oh, the system fits. I've got a decent defense. I have some weapons to work with. I would keep an eye out for the New York Jets, although if you watch, you know, if you listen or watch the Fantasy Freestyle, if you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher with Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority... You know that I want no part of that for my New York Jets. I don't think they're a quarterback away. I think they need to continue to build from within, build on the lines, and build out. But that's another topic for another day. There's a lot of other places. What about there are some teams that are really only a quarterback away? Denver comes to mind, Jacksonville comes to mind. You know, so this quarterback carousel will continue, but there are some thoughts on that. And then the last thing I got to say on this piece, at least, is, um, I didn't get to talk to you guys right after the Super Bowl. Like, why was the Ertz catch different than the Jesse James catch? I think that's a question. That's something they have to clarify. And Goodell is interested about actually um, convening a panel to try to come together with a better definition of what is and is not a catch. We'll get into that on an episode of Fantasy Freestyle a little bit later on in the week. I thought it was crazy that Brady went for 505 and lost. That's out of control. What was going on with Malcolm Butler not playing? Like Malcolm Butler could have changed that game. He was known as a good tackler. Like, you know, Alshon Jeffrey running running wide open deep down the field. Really? Malcolm Butler, who was in 97, 98% of the defensive snaps. Like... I think there's something to be told about that, right? And then, obviously, you know, this was like the most offensive Super Bowl ever, over 1,100 yards, only one punt. And I think it just speaks to where the game is going right now, okay? and But here's the thing. I got to say two last things about this, and then we'll move on. One is that, what do you do with Nick Foles now? If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you do with Nick Foles? There's going to be people, Buffalo perhaps, Arizona perhaps, the Minnesota Vikings who will be in the market for a quarterback because all three of their quarterbacks are going to be free agents in the offseason, right? Do you make an offer for Nick Foles? This is a guy who took the team to a Super Bowl, who, who won three playoff games where he was a, uh, an underdog in all three games. I say no. I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to keep Nick Foles. 
Okay, because Carson Wentz is coming back from that ACL. It's going to be sometime in October when he's actually viable. What happens? You're going to need Nick Foles in the first month to go like three and one for this squad and then hand it over. You need that insurance policy the same way Jimmy Garoppolo was an insurance policy for the New England Patriots. So keep an eye on what Foles does. I ultimately think he'll still be with Philly Philly. The other thing I want to say is I don't know if you guys saw this. And this is the last thing we'll talk about on the Super Bowl is uh, the Phillies ran the the Eagles ran a fake walkthrough the week of Super Bowl just in case the Patriots were spying on them. I think this is absolutely genius. Okay, check this out. Their long snapper guy named Rick Lovato says, and I quote. We did it at the stadium. There were certain people walking around, and I believe I overheard someone say a lot of the plays we were running weren't even in the playbook for the Super Bowl. We already had our game plan set two weeks prior. A measly walkthrough the day before the game, we weren't going to show anything to anyone, especially being at the stadium. So they did a fake walkthrough just in case any of the Patriots were watching. And I'll tell you one thing I know. They were not showing that play that they used on fourth down, down at the goal line, where backup tight end Trey Burton hit up Nick Foles for a touchdown. That was so sick, especially because Tom Brady tried that before and dropped it. And then they go back and run a very similar trick play. I don't think they were using that in the quote-unquote fake walkthrough. The last thing I'll note for you is uh, ultimately your boy Speeds did beat all the kids. If you're a fan of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, you know that I was picking all the games against the kids. Your boy Speeds wound up going 7-4 and four in the playoffs because you know I had Philly because I've been all over Philly since the beginning of the year. Best kids, best kids got about five wins. So once again, two years in a row now, Speeds loves the kids, but Speeds beats the kids when it comes um, to picking the playoffs. Unfortunately, though, my man Mike Florio, one of the fantasy best friends forever, had the worst record of everybody. I'm sorry, Florio, but that's okay. You'll get him back next year. Uh, the last thing I do, I, w- I want to shout out my boys at RotoWare because they had me in a box pool. For the Super Bowl They had me in a box pool For the Super Bowl I did not win it But they were going to get Some free gear To whoever won it And that's that's dope You know Check out them At RotoWare. You can get shirts Just like this My bench better, better than your starters You know what it is You can check them out At RotoWare, Of course But let's keep it moving here On the Fantasy Freestyle What I want to do Is change directions A little bit And talk about Major League Baseball Because uh, pitchers and catchers Are reporting this week Everybody Hope springs eternal But not really Not really There's a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks. You know, you hear the word collusion in America a lot these days, right? You hear it with like trolls and Russian Facebook. But a lot of people are starting to think that there may be collusion in Major League Baseball as well. Check this out. You think about the, let's start with the Marlins, right? With Derek Jeter. Comes in there, trades Stanton, trades D. Gordon, trades Ozuna. I think he's going to trade JT Real Muto as well. Raises ticket prices. They want to take the damn statue out of left center field. They fired Billy the Marlin, the mascot. Which is crazy. But they're dramatically slashing payroll. The Pirates doing similar things. Traded away Garrett Cole. Traded away Andrew McCutcheon. I think Josh Harrison might be on the way out as well. Well, the MLBPA has officially expressed concern to Rob Manfred about the Marlins under Jeter, about the Pirates as well, and about a lot of these teams that are, in essence, we think, or they think, 
racing to the bottom. You know, we saw the process in the NBA with the Philadelphia 76ers, in essence, trying to tank, trying to lose. And I think that's come to baseball. I think that's come to Major League Baseball where teams, if you're like a 75-win team, why are you going to sign one of these free agents to improve to a 78-win team? It's just not going to happen. Think about like the Chicago White Sox back in the day, that, that, that uh, a couple years ago, that went and then got Todd Frazier, went and got Jose Abreu, went and got Melky Cabrera and others, right? And, and what good did it really do them? None. Squadoosh. They're, they're still Fugazi, okay? That's why. So... What people are now seeing, especially because the Cubs did it effectively, built from within, tore it all down, built from within, won a championship. The Kansas City Royals, built from within, got to a World Series. The Houston Astros had number one pick, number one pick, built from within, won a World Series. That that is the new model, and it's a more cost-effective one. So a lot of teams are saying, hey, if we can't compete, why am I going to sign this veteran free agent to a six-year, $130 million deal on our books? It's not worth it. And, and, and the stats back it up. Check this out. Right now, as of like earlier this week, Major League Baseball payrolls have been going up and up and up and up every year. This year, though, they're down 13%. There's... A ton of like $100 million deals that are made every year. You see it all the time. You know, it flashes across the bottom line. This guy's six years, $125 million. Ten years, $230 million. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, maybe the owners are collectively reining themselves in. I'm talking about how many $100 million deals have there been in the last couple of years? Eight of them, seven of them, eight of them. This year, only one so far. Last year, only one. So the question is, is it collusion? Or is it just that everybody is now making the shift together and don't want to actually spend that money? I think this is very, very interesting. But at the same time, the ripple effect is that right now, as string training is set to open across Major League Baseball this week, there were 166 players that had free agency, you know, declared for free agency or had their contracts run out. In essence, were free agents. Right. Of them, of the 166, 90 of them still don't have a contract. 90 of them. That's a little bit ridiculous. Right. And some of them are like Boris clients. Right. Holding out for every possible penny. But some of them, maybe maybe the market has just shifted. Maybe everyone's trying to get younger. If you're a 33 year old fourth outfielder, you need to take whatever you can get, bro. Because there may not be a lot of opportunity out there for you. And here's the thing. Here's what's happening. So Major League Baseball, the uh, Players Association, President Tony Clark set out that said last week that it is undermining the game, the integrity of the game, how these teams are racing to the bottom. In essence, trying to lose and tank and then try to build it up, you know, with their young talent to the point where then making the splash makes them a playoff team. Then making the splash, just like the Astros did, right? They decided then, ah, now we can go ahead and acquire Justin Verlander to put us over the top. You know, same kind of thing with the Cubs, right? They, uh, they got Quintana. They got Jason Hayward. At that point in time, they were like, oh, now these are the guys. They got Lester that might put them over the top after developing the young nucleus, like the young nucleus being stage one. 
free agents being stage two, right? If you're not the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, this is the way you have to build. Look at what the Minnesota Twins are trying to do as well, right? So I think that's very interesting, but it, it's gone so crazy now. Like I said, there's like 90 people still without contracts. That uh, Major League Baseball, the Players Association, they're opening their own spring training. They're opening their own camp. It's going to be at the IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. The manager will be Bo Porter. He's a former Astros manager, right? And um, they're going to be out there, and they're going to be training. They're going to be staying in baseball shape. They're going to be working out. And I'm conflicted on this, and I want to know what you guys are thinking. That's why I put the poll up, right? On the one side, I think you got to do this. you got to do this to stay, stay at arm's distance, to stay on the radar of teams, to continue to have a negotiation position, to be like, look, I'm still nice. Look, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to ball out. Right? But here's the problem. You don't have a contract. So what happens if you get hurt? What happens if you strain a ligament? What happens if you got soreness in your elbow if you're a pitcher? Jake Arietta has not signed yet. Is he going to be working out in, at IMG? What happens if he feels a little twinge? Right? Is he then even more damaged goods and doesn't get a contract? That's my concern. What I want to do is look at the poll right now. As we go on Twitter, yo, it's close. 53% of you say, yes, you would risk the injury. You would go out there and get, uh, you know, just for the exposure. Quite frankly, 47% of you say no. Keep it popping off right there at Spittin' Speeds. I want to hear what you have to say as we're back here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio. Network and check it out right now. You're catching me live on YouTube inside Studio 34 on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all that. Right? Ooh, Danny switching the cameras. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but you can also hear it if you just want the audio. You can hear it as a podcast on iTunes, wherever you download your podcast. Okay, so stay, stay subscribed to the Fantasy Freestyle. Hit that button, subscribe, and then however I give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash, you'll be able to get it. You'll be able to stay part of the cipher. Okay, and big shout out to all the people who uh, were checking for me over the last couple of weeks. Liberty Finder, I see you out there. Jilly Dilly, I see you out there. Lantern, I see you out there, okay? Um, so we're going to make it happen, okay? We took a little bit of a break after football, but we're back in full effect with the Stats Over Beat Cypher and your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. But I do want to know, what do you guys think about this Major League Baseball free agent kind of camp? I think there are pros and cons. And check this out. Major League Baseball, they're going to play uh, the Players Association. They're going to pay these guys a per diem. I think that's crazy. They're going to pay for their travel. That's cool. But the only thing is you can't bring your own like trainers, your own coaches there. So that's another thing that makes me think, eh, maybe I don't want to go. I want to work with my people. I want to work with my people because that makes me look good. I want my trainer, right, just in case I roll an ankle or something like that. So I am conflicted on this, but this is something to watch as camps open in Major League Baseball across the country this week. What we're going to do, because we are moving to baseball, um, next show, next show on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to start my AL West preview, okay? Well, I'm going to give you everything you need to know about the AL West. I'm going to give you the bats that you need in your fantasy baseball drafts. I'm going to tell you the pitchers that I like, which closers I like. And to be honest, in the AL West... 
There's a lot of uh, committee closers. I would stay away from a couple of them. I'll give you my diamonds in the rough. I'll give you my fugazis, the guys you need to forget about in the AL West. And I'll also give you my projected standings because you can make a little bit of money in this point in time with the over-under win totals, okay? I was doing that all last year. And if you check the tape when it came to the Houston Astros, because they weren't even the favorite to win that division last year. The Texas Rangers were. I told you I like the Astros. I told you I like them to win the AL West. I told you I like them to go to the 2017 World Series. Just another shot called by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So we're going to get into that on uh, my episode later on this week. I think you'll be able to hear it. On Friday night, all right, uh, you can stay up late with speeds as we uh, cruise into the weekend, trying to get you a little bit of extra cash, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to get into that. I'll do a division by division. I'll give you diamonds and fugazis, and you'll be able to holler at me with any questions you have, again, at Spin Speeds, or, of course, on the Stats Over Beats cipher right there in the chat room on YouTube, okay? That's how we're going to do it. But as usual... All right. What we do is we put the fun in functional sports radio. So I want to tell you something that I've been thinking about. I've had this story that I want to share with you guys, okay? Because, you know, you know 45, the commander in tweets that we have right now. You know his big thing is the wall, right, and immigration, and apparently MS-13 is running rampant everywhere. Maybe I'm part of MS-13. Who knows? But, um, the NCAA needs to probably check with 45, because check this out. NCAA Division Two, you know what they're doing? They are now allowing Mexican schools to apply and be part of the NCAA. This was approved by a vote a couple of weeks ago, 253 to 45. Okay, Mexican schools are going to be part of the NCAA in D2, especially in football. Check this out, because apparently, and this is uh, one of the heads of D2, says, we believe it will help in the vast Western region and would create a valuable cultural experience for the global world we are preparing our students to live in. Okay, sounds good. But uh, how are they getting over the wall? Are they just going to El Chapo and dig some tunnels? Because that's what's going to happen anyway. Like my man Chris Paul with the tunnel into the uh, Clippers locker room that he knew about. I think this is very interesting. Who knew that there were already Canadian schools in the NCAA? Check this out. Simon Fraser University in Vancouver is already a school in NCAA D2. Right? They're going to have a uh, provisional period and all this, right? But, you know, they, they think there's not enough schools in the Southwest that play D2 football. So come on in. And bring in some of the Mexican uh, universities to be part of that. I wanted to share that with you real quick. But and when we talk about the Southwest, the other thing that's going on is my man Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, check this out. He has built something called Tyson Ranch. And you know what it is? It's in California. It is a marijuana resort. It's a, mar- it's a weed theme park. Mike Tyson has 40 acres in Southern California. To be a weed resort. Leave it to Mike Tyson, right? Check this out. It will be used to, quote, create high-quality strains of THC and CBD. They will have a supply store, an extraction facility, an edible factory, and premium glamping campgrounds. You can go out there and camp, you know, and, and talk a little bit. Hey, with Mike Tyson. All right. This is Mike Tyson who said he got high before fights in his career. It's in his memoir. 
Okay, and check this out. The mayor of California City, who's named uh, a woman named Jennifer Wood, she was present at the groundbreaking. She loves this. She says that the ranch is going to be a quote unquote rebirth for the city. Come on in. Let's do a weed resort. It is 2018 after all. And I know some of my people from the hashtag stats over beat cypher. Y'all out there. You are out west. So if you could hit me up from California City and let me know if this Tyson ranch is popping off. Please let me know. Hit me up at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. You can also always holler at your boy at 844-843-6879. And if you know anything about this, you could also hit me up on the Stats Over Beach chat room on the YouTube right now. So let's do that. Let's go to my man Danny Otto. He is down there in the fantasy pit of misery. And I want to know, Danny, because you know you're a musician. You might be a guy who uh, likes to glamp, who might want to go to Tyson's, uh, you know, to his uh, ranch. I don't know. What do you think about this, Danny? Would you go to Tyson's Ranch down there in California City? I mean, uh, I got to at least see what it's about. You got to check it out, right? right? You got to yeah. absolutely check it out. I think so. I mean, I don't know. They're going to have, like I said, you know, they're going to have a supply store. They're going to have the extraction facility. They're going to have campgrounds. They're going to have the edible factory. That's the thing I'm interested in most, the edibles. Because how do you know how strong an edible is, you know? I've, uh, I've had a couple of experiences with that, mostly, you know. Mostly on, uh, well, we'll save that. <laughs> DM me. DM me on Twitter. We'll save that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get caught on YouTube right away. What, um, what are the people saying out there, Danny? Is, everybody, is there anybody down there? Is, are people happy to see Speeds, the spitting statistician, back we, in effect? We have a lot of people watching. Yeah. We don't have that many people talking. People today. aren't talking to I, Speeds. They gotta I, have to give, I have to give one shout out to one person. What's that? Lance Davis. Okay, yeah. Not only is, is he talking in the chat room, he said, hey, Dane. Um, but also, he's been uh, in my show's chat room. I'm popping off? Yeah. Yeah, popping so off is big, big on Wednesdays. You and uh, Ashley Abreu, you're making it pop pop off. I like that. What are you guys talking about? You're talking about puppies? You're talking about Netflix? What are we talking about? Uh, well, this week is our Valentine's Day Ooh. special edition. This is nice. I like <laughs> my wife. I, uh, I gave control to a couple of people. Uh, I gave the control of my uh, Tinder profile oh, to a couple of people. Really? Yes. Okay. Are people swiping right? As often as possible. Do you know there's a 99 uh, swipe right? Uh, that's the block off. You can only do 99 swipes right for I don't every know 12 about hours. This. I don't know about this. I'm out the game because of the unicorn, you know, so I'm out the game myself. But uh, back in the day, I used, to, I used to swipe. I used to swipe. I used to swipe right a little bit, you know. I like the other one, though, that was, what was it, the Bumble? I like that one better because, you know, the female had to initiate. Right. You know, so, um, you know, it, it, it takes the guesswork out of it for me, you know, because if I if I'm like swiping on people, then I got to initiate the conversation. I got to try and balance being witty and not being a creep, you know, and that's that's not easy for everybody, especially your boy speeds the spitting statistician. But uh, on Bumble, they would holler at you. Right. So if anybody's going to take the time to one swipe right and, you know, like or favorite or whatever, you know, give them the give them the eggplant emoji, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, and they take the initiative to, you know, holler at you, write you a message. I'm like, this must be my lucky day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm out the game. I'm out the game. Check it out. So you got Mike Tyson and his uh, and his uh, weed farm. But check this out. Former pitcher Esteban Loiza. He played with a lot of teams, the Yankees, the White Sox, and others. He got arrested in California. He had 20 kilos of cocaine on him. That's like a lot of cocaine, Danny. <laughs> 
That's like a lot, bro. That had like a street value of over a million dollars. He he just had a regular traffic stop, but check this out. The cops saw that he had this crazy glove compartment. I mean, in his glove box had like a secret compartment, and they were like, you know what? Only drug dealers have those. So then they got a warrant and searched his house, and they found 20 kilos of cocaine. Esteban Loiza, you know, got arrested for intent to sell. He's going to have to appear. He got arrested. Bail is something like $200,000. Dude, you know, all because they knew about a secret compartment in his glove box. So that's what's going on. But Danny, check this out. People are going to be hitting me up on Twitter. They're going to want to know how to hear Spitting Speeds, okay? So every Tuesday now, you're going to be able to see me on YouTube. We downshifted a little bit after football season. You know, it's a little down part of the sports kind of calendar. But if you're out there and you want to get down with Spitting Speeds on Tuesdays, we're going to make it pop, okay, here. And we're going to talk to Danny in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. Also, later on in the week, we're going to be back on the radio side of things, okay? We're going to give you that radio show, give you everything you need. But all of them are also going to be podcasts. So the best thing to do is subscribe to your boy. Okay, subscribe to Fantasy Freestyle on iTunes. Danny, where else do people even listen to podcasts these days? How can you get podcasts? Where do you go to get podcasts? All I know is iTunes. You can go to iTunes. You can yeah. go to Audio Boom. Audio Boom. Go, I mean, they even have them through Spotify. Spotify. Like that now. Yeah. Yo, so many places. But the key is hit subscribe. All right, do me a favor and hit subscribe so you know when your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, is going to be back in effect with the Fantasy Sports Network. Check this out. It is almost my time, Danny. I'm just going to let people know that uh, next episode, we're going to start getting into we're going to start getting into division by division previews. We're going to talk about the AL West first up. I'm going to let you know what you need there in order to win your league and win that cash. We'll always be talking about football, free agency, the draft, rules changes that need to come. What is a catch? We're talking about that. We're talking about the technology that happens for, to assist referees. We're going to be talking about head injuries, the concussions. You know, I care about player safety a lot more than the NFL does. So we're going to get into that. We're going to have some good, fun guests as well. Just because football is over, does not mean that your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, will be silenced. I will not go quietly into the night. I will be here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. But that is about my time right now. For my man, Danny Otto, down there in the fantasy pit of misery, I'm your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, the stable genius and vocal minority here. Catch me later in the week and catch me right back here if you are on YouTube. We're going to be drinking on a Tuesday. You know what it is. Peace.